This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Tiger plays the Masters, Rory plays well on Sunday, and Scotty Scheffler wins it. Hey, welcome to At The Turn's Masters Roundup. Nick, that was fun. Another Masters in the books. We had... um we had some 18th hole drama, some 72nd hole drama, not the did. not quite the type we would normally expect. Um, but man, Masters week, what a week. Gotta love it. It was a great time. I watched more Masters this week than I think I ever did. We'll talk plenty of Tiger, a little bit of Roars, but let's start with the champion, Scotty Scheffler, world number one. This is four wins in the last six weeks for the big fella, and I want to start on late Saturday, okay? It's very cold. The broadcasters really- they kept talking about how cold really it was. wanted us to know how cold it was. Oh, bone-chilling temperatures in Augusta, Georgia, and uh, Scotty's game got a little cold late on Saturday. Hits one into the trees, and he takes an unplayable lie. Now, Nick, I know we are barely a minute into this podcast, but you better check your watch because it's time for Nick Rules, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use turn 20 at checkout on your first order for the best golf ball markers out there. By the way, before we get into Nick Rules, I do want to give props to the winner of our Matchstick Golf contest. We put it out on the pod on social media. Let us know where Tiger is going to finish at the Masters. And the winner, GT7968, they left a review on Apple Podcasts. With that, please hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, or I will take the pimento cheese ball marker for myself. So, Nick, Scotty hits it in the you trees. Like you can't wait to pocket that pimento cheese Look, ball it's marker. Sitting, Again, GT7968. It's right here. <laughs> I got stickers. I got the whole thing. It's, it's hey, right there. If you, don't, if you don't hit Joe up in the next, like, 15 minutes <laughs> – it's too late. <laughs> it's mine. Uh, Scotty had to take it unplayable, and it took a long time. I think he followed the letter of the law. I didn't. I didn't blow you up t- and, and text you about this because <clears throat> I thought there was some sort of um, some sort of illegality happening with this whole mm-hmm. situation. I think he did what he was supposed to, but it just took such a long time. It involved the leader, officials, exchanging of balls. You took no umbrage with what happened, did you? No, I I absolutely commend Scotty. He he hit his ball into an awful spot at Augusta National. He said, I can't play my ball from here. What should I do? I should take an unplayable lie. Hey, this rule is perfectly applicable to my situation. And he proceeded to know which rules in this scenario would give him an advantage. He I think he got a, a drop. He was able to move some some. Of my favorite flower, pine straw. Yeah, fine, um, pine straw is a flower. We all learned that on Saturday. Correct. Um, I think it would be great. I think we all of the fans would expect 
PGA Tour professionals to be that familiar with the rules. And I think it's good that he still involved the proper officials to get confirmation that he, which rules he was following, which, why he was making certain decisions. It's better to ask for permission than forgiveness. Um, but to be that familiar with the rules in that situation where you have like this lead in the Masters and the 18th hole on Saturday, you're, there's probably a lot of things going through your head to have the poise to, to go through this scenario, to slow yourself down, to, to use all these rules to your advantage. They're there. Look, the rules of golf hurt us often enough if you ever get the chance to use it so to your often. advantage by all means do that and that's what he did so so good for you scotty also good for scotty for roping a long iron 260 up the hill in cold wind and making a bogey when it looked like he was going to make a double so overnight social meads really thought cam smith was going to come back and win the masters i even put a poll out on twitter and it came back 50-50 of whether or not Cam Smith or Scotty Scheffler was going to win the Masters. And I'm just so surprised by it. At a certain point, we have to start believing in what we see from Scotty Scheffler. I think this is going to be it. But my all my due dud is, is win the last two months. And people still thought Cam was going to come back from three. It was surprising to me, Nick. Well, social media is is just like people who are saying what they want. Like they don't, they don't have to have any accountability for saying that Scotty's not going to win this. It's just like, look, I've been planning all year for my master's Sunday. I've got my outfit laid out. I've got my special drinks. I've got my special agenda, my itinerary, all this stuff. It's going to be great. And if the world number one is a runaway and, and nobody even sniffs him, what fun is that? So there's no accountability on social media to say like, hey, I'm, I'm hoping somebody else makes it interesting. I'm, I want to see a meltdown. I want to see chaos. I want to see carnage. Like this is an entertainment product. And any golf fan would tell you that a runaway victory is not nearly as entertaining as, as a meltdown. I mean, God, I feel guilty from last year's U.S. Open because I was just hoping for some crazy meltdown and Lexi Thompson coughed up like a four-stroke lead in the last five holes. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this my fault? Like, I just was kind of bored and felt like a five-stroke runaway is is less exciting. Um, And so people just want to see something fun. At a certain point, a meltdown is no longer fun and it just becomes too tragic to enjoy. Yes. And I think Scotty hit that territory once Cam dumped one in the water on 12 Cam Cam made it interesting early. He made a couple birdies, got it to a one shot margin and then is sitting there with a green light special. Scotty has a very difficult up and down and cam hits a wedge shot that everyone listening to this podcast hits quite often from 75 yards. He hit it about 55. (laughs) That's not going to be good enough. And then Scotty chips it in. Cam makes bogey. And from there, Cam gets close again on Amen Corner, making a crazy birdie on 11 to get within three, and then makes a triple on 12. And uh, despite the heroics from Rory, which we'll talk about in a second, that was it for Scotty. That was that was all Scotty needed. Scotty was so good today. He That chip in on three, he got to 10 under par, uh, and he was double digits under par the rest of the way. The closest anybody else in the entire field ever got was Cam Smith on two. After birdieing the first two holes, he was eight under. Uh, Scheffler was nine under within one. Uh, Smith makes that bogey, and nobody else gets within three strokes of Scheffler the rest of the way. Rory got to seven under when he holed out on the 18th, but he was still never, like, really, barring some crazy meltdown from Scotty, never going to win that thing. And, and Cam Smith... Like you said, after he dumped it in the water, um, you know, no chance there. And, and Scotty Scheffler, he woke up knowing if I make a bunch of pars, sneak a couple birdies in there, I can live with a bogey or two here or there, and I'll be going to bed with the green jacket tonight. And that's what he's doing. Dude looked great all weekend. Incredible up and downs. He hit some really impressive shots. He never he never made a huge mistake. He he never hit one in the water. He never did something really, really dumb. He never made a double. He, he kept making bogeys, made enough birdies, and just played really, really smart. And he's the number one in the world by a lot right now. Uh, right now, he is the fourth betting favorite for the US PGA Championship, the next major that we have, at 14 to 1. If you're interested in that sort of information, 
I think that's a really good bet today because it's probably going to change as the days go on. I cannot believe he's not the favorite for the next major. If the next major was the British Open, I would understand that because my man hits the ball high and a little bit squirrely sometimes. But the PGA Championship, that's a regular tour event with some long rough. I think he can win that one. I mean, anybody not – anyone who doesn't think he can win – Whatever tournament he plays in right now yeah. is insane. I mean, he's won. I was explaining to my mom. She's visiting from out of town, and uh, I was you know, put the Masters on. I'm like, yeah, this guy's won $8 million in the last eight weeks, something in that neighborhood. She's like, really playing golf? I'm like, yes, he is. <laughs> it's insane. He's won four times since February 13th. Is That's nuts to me after never having won. Um, yeah, my man, I, I am done. I am done doubting. I just have to have uh, a a 30 second in memoriam for me feeling as though I was finally going to pick a winner correctly on this podcast. I'm now O of 25. Um, Boy, when Cam, I had Cam Smith, when he made birdies at one and two, I was really excited. (laughs) You looked good, Joe. You looked good. I I really thought it was going to happen. He just ran out of steam. And uh, well, we got three more majors to go. And uh, let's let's pick a few women's majors too, because I want to give myself more chances to eat. Yeah, no doubt. Bully to Scotty Scheffler, major champion, but unfortunately for him, he is going to have third billing um, for most people in the discussions of this Masters. Tiger's number one. We're going to save him for last. Let's hit Roars for a few minutes. Why does he play so good when there's nothing to play for? I mean, that's that's the million-dollar question for Rory. I mean, if he could figure that out, he would have won this tournament. I mean, the 64 was great on Sunday. He needed it on Friday. Um, you know, you can go one or two over on Thursday, come back with 64 on Friday, and you're going to be one of the last pairings uh, on the weekend. And if you play solid golf, as we saw this weekend, nobody was really going crazy deep. I mean, outside of Scotty Scheffler, you know, the thing the thing we witnessed today, if he if he fell off, there was nobody there. There wasn't like a group of five players waiting, you know. So if Rory could have somehow positioned that 64 in a place where all he needed to do was you know, play a couple under over the weekend. It's a completely different story, but he goes out and lights it up when he's just playing free. Uh, you know, and I, I'm sure he's asking himself the same question. What do I got to do to do that on Thursday or Friday? He's been asking himself that question for eight years. I mean, Rory started 10 back today. <laughs> of course, he didn't think he had a chance to win the tournament. Uh, you know, like you said, Nick, he he got within three shots there when he hold out from the bunker on 18 he left a few out there which you could say of any golf round but he didn't birdie 15 or 16 and he hit good shots on both of those holes um i saw a stat today rory has played i think 49 majors now in his first 24 he won four in his last 25 he's won zero his scoring average is better in the last 25 than it was in the first 24 like you said it's just a matter of playing better early on in the tournament when Rory's at his best no one in the world is better that's been the truth for the last decade sorry Scotty if you if you and Rory's are both playing your A game I got my money on Rory I think Rory is like potentially the most relatable golfer because he puts all this pressure on himself he he like even admitted Bryson started swinging harder, chasing distance. I'm going to chase distance. You know, he yeah. got in his own head there when he's, when there's a club championship, you know, for us, the masters for him, you know, he psychs himself out, you know, and he plays himself out of it. Um, but at the end of the day, he's a, there's a really, really, really good golfer in there. And he's just kind of getting in his own way. Like I will be the first to admit that like, I am my own worst enemy in golf. Like, I don't have Rory's ability, but I could probably be a lot better if I just went out there, had a few beers, and just let her rip. Look at target, hit ball. That's all you got to do out there. Exactly. That's all you got to do. It was interesting to see. I mean, this is, you know, Rory finished solo second. It's his best finish in a major in eight years since he won. You can't do better without winning. In five years, if we say like, remember that Masters that Rory finished second? You're like, no, that that didn't happen. (laughs) Like, no. He shot 64 on Sunday when we didn't see a single shot of his on TV because Scotty Scheffler had this thing wrapped up. All right. You're going to make me do it. Who wins a major next, Justin Thomas or Rory McIlroy? Because JT's I mean, the same way, baby. He's in his head I right know. now, too. I don't even really I, – I don't really feel – when I hear JT, I don't feel like he's a contender. You know, Rory, at least I feel like – Bulletin board material. I know. I know. But at least I feel like Rory 
could find it for a week. And not that not that JT is like this. This sounds this sounds off. My answer is Rory. Okay, my answer is Rory too. Okay, let's move on. You're not going to trash JT, and then you're just going to take Rory. I want to stay on JT's good side. I'm staying with Rory. It would just be cool if Rory played better early on in the tournament. I don't think it's anything more than that. I don't think it's anything more than that. It's not. I do also think that I wish he wouldn't have said that I put a lot of pressure on myself to win the Masters at a press conference at the Masters. That adds, I understand what you're doing. I feel like if you put something out there and say it out loud, it's less scary. But by acknowledging it and saying it out loud, you have made the thing. It's like people say, you said the quiet part out loud, and that's a figure of speech. But he literally said the quiet part out loud. I psych myself out of this tournament. So when you come to this tournament, you know that you're already psyched out of it. It's difficult to wrap your head around it. But he went 73, 73, 71, 64, 64. I hope he figures it out, man. Golf is so much better when he's at the top of his game. Yeah, I think it's really fun to have guys like Scotty Scheffler ascend to number one in the world and get John Rahm. And, you know, the list goes on and 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 Colin Morikawa. And, like, you know, there's full of great players, but there's so many great players that there's really not a great player. Oh, maybe not a dominant player. Right. Except for the world number one right now who's won four. I know, but like, okay. See, we're already dismissing Scotty. He just won the Masters. We're already dismissing him. him. I'm just taking more than like an eight-week view. I'm taking like a a two, three, five-year view. Okay, that's fair. Like the best player of the last five years is not the best player today. And that's the thing that golf is missing. Like there was 15 years in there where the best player of the last five years was the best player today every day for those five years. Sure. Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we miss those days. <laughs> this was the first this is the first golf tournament very intentionally that I've watched in probably I don't know, 6 months that I didn't see a Ricky Fowler commercial. Interesting. So that's something. That's something. Out of the top 100 in the world. We're going to talk about Tiger Woods in a second, but Nick, this is unauthorized. Are you ready for this? I've talked to nobody about this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it on the air and hopefully not get an email from marketing Jessica over at Piper Golf. Nobody won the contest for the Masters. You picked wrong. You threw out Rom. You threw out Cantlay. Terrible picks. So we're going to roll it over. The next major championship, four weeks from now. It's at Southern Hills, okay? We were giving away a Piper sampler pack for the person who was able to identify the Masters winner. None of you picked the best player in the world. I don't know what's wrong with you. We're going to roll it over to the PGA Championship. If you're able to identify the PGA Champion, go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, leave us the review with who you think is going to win the PGA Championship, the only major with an all-professional field i didn't ask anybody i just did that good for you thanks i love thanks it's time nick oh please real quick only one guy can win the grand slam this year is he gonna do it (laughs) no (laughs) that's the safe answer you you always take the safe answer i'm taking the field to win the next three majors (laughs) yeah that's a good call numbers Um, are in your favor (laughs) Eldrick Tiger Woods played in the Masters, and for Nick, boy, did he scare us for a while. He gave me a scare. Let's start on Thursday. Oh, love it. Did you watch a lot of Thursday? I did. I did. Um, what did you think of that I shirt, had- first of all? The fuchsia shirt. It was, it was It was a mock turtle. Yeah, yeah. You won't find it in my closet. I, can't, <laughs> I couldn't pull it off, that's for sure. That is yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh, Tiger can Fair do enough. what he wants. You know, uh, I don't, I didn't love it. I'm not here to criticize, you know, the people who choose Tiger's outfit. Talk to me about his golf. Yes. Um, damn. I mean, that that's the takeaway from Thursday is just damn. Like you really, if you, if you take a look at what his last 14 months have been like, it's just, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of gut wrenching. It's, it's tragic in a lot of ways. Um, I went back and, and saw the interview he did at the Genesis with Jim Nance the, in the days leading up to the crash. And he, he didn't look great there. I mean, we were talking about it even before the crash. Um, he just had back surgery a couple months ago. He was still recovering from back surgery when he had this terrible car accident, completely smashed his leg. Um, 
you know, and he's just a different kind of person. Like, I think Amanda Balionis asked him today, like, why were you so motivated to get back? Like, Amanda Renner. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I thought I heard that wrong. I was like, a very lady. Saying, you bite I, your tongue. <laughs> I, I had some dogs barking and some babies crying. I'm like, I didn't hear Balionis, but there she is. Me. So, well, because Balionis, yeah. it sticks out so much. It's such a distinctive yes. name. Um, look, all credit to her. She made Dustin Johnson cry after winning the Masters. That's a that's a career highlight for her. Balionis is a better last name than Renner. Please go ahead. Sure, takes getting used to. It. Anyways, it was a great question, Tiger. Why do you have all this motivation to get back? Like you, you've got 15 majors. You clearly you don't need the money. You don't need the stature. You don't need to. You don't need the validation. Like you, you know, um, I didn't hear his answer. I think like I said I had dogs barking and babies crying in the background. But like the point being, he woke up every day and and challenged himself to get back and and get himself not only to the place where he could play golf, to where he could walk golf, to where he could walk Augusta, where he could go out in the Masters in his first competitive round in a year and a half and shoot under par and beat the guys who have been training every single day without missing a beat. I mean, it's you, it's impossible to put into perspective. The first round was amazing. He started with five pars, hits it to two feet on six to get to one under. <laughs> I'm like barely paying attention to my emails, locked in on Tiger, just thinking, is anyone else seeing this? This guy's going to win on a walk. This is it. He's back, baby. <laughs> And he makes a like bad bogey point, on If eight. someone's going to win by five, it's going to be Tiger. <laughs> it's going to be Tiger. He makes a bad bogey, recovers, makes a couple birdies in the back, sweet up and down on 18. He's T10 after day one, and you're thinking, wow, this is, this is for real. Then he comes out round two. The weather was just crap. I mean, it looked awful there. He bogeys four of the first five holes, and I'm just thinking, like, let's, let's hang on and make the cut here. And he steadies himself. Birdies at eight and 10. Bogey's on 11 and 12. Those are tough holes, Nick. Those are tough holes. Yeah. Bounces back. Birdie at 13. Birdie at 14. Now, I have to pause here and set the scene a little bit. So, Tiger's plus two for the day. He's plus one for the tournament. The cut is still kind of in question. He's on 15, which has been elongated. It's no longer a, a pitch and a putt. He rips a drive. He has 250 in over water into the wind. Now, I was watching guys all day from like 230 and 220 layup without even thinking about it. Like Shane Lowry was like 235 out, and he just took a seven iron, just hit it down there. When Joe LaCava took a head cover off, I stood up out of my chair. Tiger's got the lumber. Tiger's got the five wood. And he stands up there. I can't tell you. My palms are sweaty even thinking about it right now. He hits a five wood. The Traj, the shot tracker, goes off the screen. He hits it so high, it goes off the screen. It lands like a little soft baby. It just it just lands beautifully, just trickles off the back. Tiger has it like an eagle chip. That's difficult, but it's like the announcers are saying, like, this is one Tiger can give a scare. So I'm thinking, all right, let's get it back to even. Maybe we sneak one more in. We're into red figures in the weekend. Tiger can't make the birdie. Unfortunate. He stuffs one on 16. I'm like, all right, now when we get to even. Didn't make the birdie putt on 16 either. He does par out. He gets to the house, 74, plus one for the tournament. And at that point, I'm still very excited. You know, Tiger's in the top 20. He's T19. Let's Mm -hmm. go. For his first two days, what were you thinking about his potential to contend like at that time? After after the first round, I thought, you know, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up, but you're like, okay, you can't win it the first day, but you can lose it. He didn't lose it the first day. The second day, he didn't really lose it on, on Friday either. Tough day. 74 on a tough day. Right, right. Uh, nobody was running away. Um, I Overall, I guess I'm just not surprised that every day was tougher than the than the previous day. I mean, I, I, I think – we shouldn't be surprised to that. You know, Tiger's not going to come out at Augusta from, you know, the fourth to last group and, and, and do what Rory did, shoot 64 and, and put a scare into somebody. I, I, I think those days are behind us. Um, I don't think there's anybody else in the world who would have endured 72 holes walking at Augusta this week. I mean, it just looked like, you know, he probably, sh- he's probably not ready for this. You know, his body is probably not ready for this. Um, I know I'm not really answering your question, but no, I think fine. the biggest surprise was that his driver was so good and that his short game was, was the loose part. I would have thought, I'm thinking about yeah. it, I, I, I was like, I wish I would have said this in the preview pod. Like, 
Tiger's probably been doing nothing but chipping and putting, <laughs> getting ready for Augusta for like as long as he's been physically able to. So I was a little surprised that he wasn't just like knocking in all those eight to 10 footers on Saturday, which, you know, were the ones that really got him into a place where he was just kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say just, but no longer part of the conversation, but more of just like, wow, it's incredible that, that he was here and played 72 holes. Yeah, like today was more of a ceremonial day. Once he played himself out of it on Saturday, I think Frank Nabilo said it on the air, and this was how it looked at my day too. Like Tiger teed off at 7.50 Pacific time, and then the leaders teed off at like 11.40. So I'm like, oh my God, I have two two golf tournaments to watch. Yes. I have Tiger match play versus John Rahm, and then I have the actual event to watch later on in the day. To rewind to Saturday real quick, I think the moment when I realized, all right, well, this is we're, we're just hoping Tiger gets around the golf course – he was even through four on Saturday. I was telling you before he we went in the air, I was psychotic and I had my AirPods in and I had my phone with the featured groups and I was jogging trying to watch Tiger make like a two-foot bogey putt and he it, it was that tap-in that he rushed and it lipped out and I went, ah, on the jogging path and about five cyclists behind me, I could tell they, they were passing me as I did that and they were a little startled. They were a little shaky <laughs> as, I, as I drove by. But it definitely got to a point where I just want a Tiger to finish 72 holes. Like he went 78-78 on the weekend and he made some birdies. He just made one on Sunday. Um, but it was just good to see him get through. And and you're right. It was surprising that the driver was the most consistent part of the game. And it was the putter that let him down so much as a matter of fact, if you look at Tiger hitting fairways, Tiger hit 68% of his fairways. The least amount of fairways he hit in a round was eight. He hit eight fairways, 10 fairways, 11 fairways, nine fairways, 68%. When Tiger was one of the masters, you're lucky if he eclipses 50. So that's yeah. really encouraging. And I it think is. the putting, I think the putting will come. And another quote that that I, I didn't hear Tiger say it, but if you think about it, Tiger's playing in his home course. And Tiger's hitting it at the range, and he's working on stuff. But Tiger said you only get 18 flat lies during your round at Augusta. It's every tee box. And you just can't replicate the kind of downhill, side hill, uphill lies that you have at Augusta. He hit probably six shots that I was like, whoa, this dude is Tiger Woods. Did you see his second shot on 10 on Friday? He had like 205 in, and the pin was about four feet or four yards from the right side and he hit a, he hit a rocket five iron right of the flag to like two feet from 200 yards. It was, it was one of those shots where you're like, wow, this is definitely the best golfer I've ever seen in my life. And it's great to see him out there. I don't know if you heard, he, he didn't say it on the CBS broadcast. He said it on the sky sports broadcast. He committed to St. Andrews today. I saw that. And it, it's funny because they were, they were showing him <clears throat> with all the, the post round hugs and he walks up to his to his family and he's like, I didn't tell CBS, I told Sky Sports. Everyone's like, whoa, 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 what, what do we not know? Yeah, um, I know. That was really true. funny. I, I I think it was Samantha that asked him a question, his daughter. And he's like, no, 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 I, uh, I told Sky, not CBS. <laughs> that's a big uh, one of those to Faldo, huh? Holy really? cow. Seriously. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So do you have anything more from Tiger's time at Augusta or do you want to look ahead with Tiger a little bit? Let's look ahead. I think there's a lot to look forward to. I can't wait. So with this schedule now, the British Open is the last major of the year. So Tiger has committed. We know for sure, set your calendars, Tiger's playing golf in July at the British Open at St. Andrews. Of course, he's likes, he likes, he's won there twice. The next major championship, Nick is very quickly to dismiss the PGA Championship. I'm not going to do that. It's at Southern Hills, the last time the PGA was there was in 2007. Nick, do you know who won that tournament in 2007? Uh, well, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but I know Tiger Woods was, Woods was pretty good back then. Tiger Woods was the winner of that event in 2007. So it's a venue he likes. The U.S. Open, it's at the Country Club the Country Club at Brookline. Hosted oh, the three U.S. my house, Joe. If I, if I could turn back time. I would have got you, me, and Romy tickets to the U.S. Open this year. Sliding doors. Looked, it was 600 bucks. <laughs> I said, oh, sorry, guys. 
So it's hosted three Opens. The last one was in 1988. The first one was in 1913. Nick, do you know who won the 1913 U.S. Open at the Country Club? Francis, we met. Ah, you remember that name. That is the, well, that's that's the caddy boy who won the tournament. And they made a movie starring Shia LaBeouf called The Greatest Game Ever Played about that U.S. Open. Do you think Tiger's going to play in all four? That's a good question. Uh, I'll say yes, I, I will. I mean, if he was this motivated to get back to the Masters, he he probably is telling himself right now, that's going to be the toughest one. Uh, it's it's the one that's closest to his injury. Uh, you know, he's got nothing but time. It's probably going to be the toughest walk. Um, you, yeah, know? you know, it's not so, a tough walk, St. Andrews. <laughs> it's as flat as the day is long. Yeah, so I, I think that, I, I would I would imagine that's his goal, and I, I think he's a very goal oriented person. And to be honest, he's probably somewhat licking his chops because if if you had a great week on the greens but just couldn't hit the hit the ball, you're probably like, damn, like I've lost it. I think Tiger can get back his short game much quicker than a golfer can find it, so to speak on the range or with their swing or with their striking or ball, you know, that part was there. So if he's probably thinking, man, I get a little bit stronger. I I, I keep rehabbing and training and, and get a little bit more endurance to, to last four rounds. I just ratchet up that short game a little bit. I, I think he's probably pretty stoked. Maybe he's eyeing the U S open and one more major just to kind of as a tune up for, you know, a run in the U S open, open or British open. It'll be really interesting to see if he decides to play any non-majors between now and the British Open. Like, does he play the Memorial Jack's tournament, a place that he's won plenty of times? His tournament is, I think, 4th of July weekend, the AT&T National in Washington, D.C. So he has some opportunities to play events that he's had success in before as tune-ups for the British Open, and it's pretty funny. After Tiger Woods shot a 78 on Saturday, I saw a lot of people say, I've seen what I need to see. Tiger's going to win the British Open after shooting a 78. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm I'm excited too, but let's also just take a deep breath, realize he's the 900th ranked player in the world, and there's a lot of really good players out there. That being said, yeah. you can get him at 40 to 1 right now to win the Open. Yeah, I mean, Tom Watson almost won the, the Open at like age 56. Uh, I'm going to hold on to that until Tiger Woods is past that age. Um, I I, I kind of hope he just plays the four. I mean, he doesn't really need a tune. If he can come back at the Masters a, a month ago, I would have had the complete opposite take. And in fact, I did. I came on this podcast and I said, if he doesn't play a tune-up before the Masters, he's not playing the Masters. I was wrong about that. I was right about him making the cut at the Masters. You were. I'm glad you got that in because Nikki put that out there in December that Tiger was going to make the cut of the Masters, and you were right. Cheers. Cheers to that. Um. But at this point, I don't think – I think he's proven probably to himself more than anything that he doesn't need a tune-up. He can he can work on his game. He's He's got enough experience out there. He, I, I think it's only going to hurt him to play two weeks before a major and then you know have just one week off and then go play a major. It's extra travel. It's If he makes a cut, it's, it's four rounds of golf. I think it takes so much more out of him than he gains from like a – you know, getting your game into, into shape you know, benefits. I think he just needs to do what he needs to do to get healthy, get stronger, keep his game sharp and just show up and play. Hey, where's the first tee? What's the course record? It's an understatement to say we're all excited that Tiger is back. It changes golf in a way that is incomparable. It's impossible to describe someone who doesn't like golf, what Tiger does when he's in the field. It just changes the whole complexion of everything. Okay. It's so much better. It's it's so it's so much better when Tiger is just there. I forgot to mention. I'm just going to say it. Piper.golf. Turn 10 at checkout. I didn't give the promo code earlier. Well, you made up for it now. <laughs> Very good. Two more things I want to hit before we get to the Mad Golfer of the Week, and we got a good one this week. Do you want to do Masters.com or Miscuts? What do you want to do? Masters.com. We got we to gotta get this as close Let's to the top as possible. Dude, yeah. oh my God. And, and we've been saying it for years. I mean, we've been tooting it's this It's getting better. As as, they're so good. It's The experience is so good. And like I was telling you, Joe, I, I doing a lot of babysitting this weekend. And um, I, I bring my kid up to his room a couple times. And he's playing around, you know, reading books, whatever. 
and it was so easy to just pull up the app, one tap to watch the the live coverage, and it's just boom in my face streaming. There's no like. I don't do that on a week to week basis because I know it's going to take so long to find the tournament, to like find the link, to click it, to buffer, to load all this stuff. If I want to go to the leaderboard, just see what's going on. Boom. It's right there. Like I feel like for people, parents of young children who still want to stay engaged in tournament, especially is so good. If you didn't watch Tiger Woods hit a single shot, first of all, thanks for listening to this podcast. You might be lost, but second of all, you can go on masters.com and watch every single shot of Tiger's tournament in probably 20 minutes. Clicking on a player and following them on the Masters app or the website, both work great, is so easy and it loads automatically. It's not like you have to constantly refresh. If yes. they have uploaded a clip of somebody hitting a shot, your page refreshes and it automatically updates and then you see the next shot and then it pauses until they have another video of the next shot. You can watch any player in the field hit every single shot and the Masters does it great and it's so crazy to me that given the amount of cameras and technology that we have at so many of these tournaments that this isn't the norm. It's not. It's not the norm. I think... It's not easy to do. Like as a, as consumers and as a users, it's not e- – like we expect – you know, we don't know what goes into it. We don't know how many people, how many dollars, how many of like the best app developers in the world are working on this. Like we just say like Masters is better than PGA Tour. Yes, it is. They're, it's not easy. I don't think every app can be this good. I don't think it's a matter of effort. Or, you know, I, I just think it's like, you know, Tiger Woods in his prime – not everybody can do that. You know what I mean? It's just they are are there's a different recipe that they're executing, whether it's money, whether it's they just have the best people or whatever it is. It's it's not like everybody could just have this. Well, I think it comes down to money at the end of the Probably. day. Yeah. I mean that's most things do. <laughs> Every single year, and it's fine. I don't want to poo-poo. I'm sure if I somehow won the lottery and got to be on the grounds of Augusta National Golf Club, I would take the rec- the requisite Instagram picture of the pimento cheese sandwiches costing $2. I get it. <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason why the food is so cheap. These people don't need money. They are so filthy billionaire rich and they can afford to hire the best app developers. They probably went to like Google, Apple, Boeing, every single big tech IT infrastructure organization and hired the best people away because you know what we're going to have? The best app, the best website, the best everything. And you know what else we're going to do? We're going to make it free. It is absolutely free. It doesn't cost anything. It's, it's remarkable. <laughs> so many times I pull it up and it's like, watch the live coverage now. And I'm like, great. I'm going to hit this button. And it's going to ask me to sign in to like turn my TV on, type in the code, go to the yep. like masters.com slash activate and hit like six Q T R seven one. And it's like, no, you just hit the button and boom, it's right there. Bro. So good. If I had to take a shower, I would immediately <laughs> if I had in the event over the last four days that I chose to spend time taking a shower instead of watching the Masters. You don't have to choose with Masters.com is my point. I have the laptop set up. I put it in the bathroom, put Nance and Faldo on full blast, which I don't really recommend. And I didn't miss a shot because of Masters.com. It's sensational. Okay. It's a good website. Check it out. Miss cuts, Nick. <laughs> Check it out. 360 days from now. Yeah. Just like, plant that seed. Put a, it, you're not using it 51 a, weeks a year. Put a calendar reminder in your phone. You're going to be fine. <laughs> we had some big names miss the cut, Nick. Big names. Let's start with Brooks and Jordan. Two, two, two hot, two hot trendy picks. Both missed the cut. Why did they miss the cut? Well, too many shots. <laughs> too many shots. <laughs> too many shots. Um, Jordan is lost in his head right now. I don't know if you saw him. If you want to make your own golf game worse by watching a three-time major champion, watch some Jordan speed highlights. He is grinding so hard over every shot. It's not like the 
the move that a golfer have where they work on the takeaway, like they address the ball and they take the club back. It's, it's like a full, it's almost like a full swing and he rehearses his downswing and then he sets and then he hits. My guy is grinding so much. It's like, bro, you've won three majors and 15 PGA tournaments. What are you doing? <laughs> That's a good how, how is he so lost? I don't understand it. He is he is farther away now than he was last year. I think it's getting worse. It's not getting better. He's had some low lows and some high highs. So that's kind of that's a big statement. I mean, he was he was in a 15 commercials with Nick Jonas during the Masters and my guys not even playing on the weekend. Embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It's a tough scene. Brooks bleached his hair and can't seem to get it right ever since that decision. I don't really know what's going on with this guy either. He'll probably win a major this year. He's going to contend. I don't think he's fully healthy. He 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 played fine at the match play. I think he made the quarterfinals or the uh, the round of eight, something like that. He's he's playing fine. He just had a bad week. I think he caught a really bad draw with the weather, and he just missed the the cut by a shot or two. I yeah. I think if he played today, he probably shoots like sixty three. Yeah. <laughs> what about Bryson? What happened? What happened there? Oh man, what didn't happen there? So Bryson shot. I don't a think I saw th- him hit a single shot this this week. Well, no, he had he had a thirteen over eighty on Friday as par as sixty seven for Bryson DeChambeau. I <clears throat> yeah, I saw I, you defend I, this I, I on, on social yeah. media. Go ahead. Okay. Well, every every single tweet on my Twitter feed is like, oh. Bryson is 144 over by his standards of par 67 at Augusta. Guys, guys, relax. All he said is what everybody else already sees. People are hitting nine irons for their second shots into par fives. He all he's saying is, look, let's look at that as a par four. Like that, that's it. He's not okay. saying I'm gonna shoot 20 under every masters. Well. I think if you took Bryson's best scores ever on holes at Augusta, he's not going to shoot 20 under. Um, I mean, if if Tiger had said that, people would, would be chill. I mean, honestly, until this yeah, year when they lengthened the 15. By 13, so Tiger can say that. Okay, sure. But all I'm saying is, is that the information that he's presenting is that the par fives at Augusta are super gettable. And, and they lengthened number 15. But until then, like, what were you hitting at a 13? People are hitting, what, eight irons? What are they hitting at a 15? In some cases, sure, but yeah. Before this year, yeah, exactly. Sure. He's the longest Sergio guy on hit, tour. To your point, Sergio hit an eight iron into fifteen to make an eagle the year he won, and that was just twenty seventeen. So I understand the right. point. That that's the point. That's all he's saying. He's not saying I'm going to shoot sixty seven at every match. And I think the the par four is is what like a two hundred ninety yard par four that he hits his probably five iron <laughs> something close to that. So I don't know. I, I don't have such a issue with it like everybody is all over him like i mean come on guys it's relax well i think the problem is and we can't dance around this anymore when you're as big of a douchebag as bryson is i think it's really a problem when you say things of this nature brando chambly is very very smart and he put it very very well in addition to watching, shout out to Lacey, because in addition to watching every second of this tournament, the amount of live from the Masters I've watched on the Golf Channel, also staggering, a staggering amount of live from the Masters. But Brandel Shampley made a really good point. He's like, I'm never going to pick Bryson DeChambeau to win this tournament because what this tournament requires is someone to be incredibly creative, comfortable being uncomfortable, and shaping the ball both ways. Bryson DeChambeau is the most linear player we've ever had in the history of golf. Someone who needs the everything to be exactly right. And when that happens, like at a U.S. Open that he won, where it's, I have to hit fairway. I have to put it here on the green. I have to do these things. And I'm not changing my angle and my lies are the same. And everything is sort of in your control. That's the sort of tournament he's going to thrive. The Masters is anything but. And he's played really bad at Augusta. Maybe he'll yep. win a green jacket, but I think he really has to change the way he plays. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. No, I don't I don't think that's the tournament for him. The things that make Augusta tough are not the length, which is again goes back to that comment. The the yardage, sure, lines up to a par sixty seven, but the leaves you have to give yourself, the the trickiness of the greens, the uneven lies, those are the things that that either save you or cost you strokes that aren't built into par. 
Yeah, like if Bryson won that, like if Bryson got a little healthy, showed a little form, and he won the PGA or the US Open, I wouldn't be surprised. It's no. just the Masters really isn't the tournament for him. Right. I get from a length perspective, but I, you know, I don't like the guy. <laughs> That's that. Um, your pick, your pick had some some problems. Xander just didn't. He never had it going, man. He never had it going this week. Yeah, um, you know what? Another another tough one for Xander. Uh, gold so. medalist, gold medalist, Xander Shoffley. <laughs> yeah, at least you got a gold medal. Um, now there was a lot of big names that missed the cut, or especially after round one, seeing Tiger ahead of all these guys was kind of put to, into uh, into perspective. Like, man, yeah. it's, it's Tiger comes back, and we're all like, it's 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 binary. Did he win? He's going to win, or is he not? And then you see all these other guys, and you're like, oh yeah, like regular, really good golfers also miss cuts in in big events just because it's a hard game. <laughs> so like, let's not be so critical of every single shot Tiger hits. Well, since Tiger didn't miss a cut for about seven years, we sometimes forget that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, before we get to the mad golfer of the week and wind things down. There was a lot made, and this is not in the rundown, so I'm, I'm throwing you off. There was – are you even looking at the rundown, by the way? Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it right here. Okay, great. <laughs> Pulled up on your machine there. Would you have been happy to play Augusta on, on Friday in those late afternoon conditions? Like would – if you had – if you were like, Ash, I got, I got an opportunity. Joe and Romy just called. If I have $500, I get to play Augusta this afternoon. Like, would, would you have, would you have come to do it knowing those conditions? The answer is either, yes, I'm going to go play Augusta in like not ideal conditions or like, I'm just never going to step foot on the grounds. (laughs) I suppose when you put it that way, it seems like a pretty easy choice. (laughs) Yeah, it is a pretty easy choice. Uh, It seems really hard, man. I don't know how much fun (laughs) it would be. It seemed really so, hard. You're talking to a guy who has given up investing his enjoyment in golf <laughs> into his score. Have you played golf this year? I did play one. I did play one time. Did you post it? Was it postable? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I was 100% postable. I shot, I shot a 99. Shot a Hell 50, yeah. Uh, 50, 54, 45, which, which is probably how I would draw it up. You know, I had a front nine. Hit a few out of play, which is to be expected for the first time I swung a club since October. Get out of your system? Yeah. And then I uh, hit a few greens in the back, which was <laughs> super encouraging since it's not a thing I do. <laughs> hey, you're more of a ham and egger. Okay. Yes. I can feel the wheels coming off. I came in here with a glass of wine. And I don't think I've eaten enough food because I feel hmm. silly right now. So let's get to the Mad Golfer of the Week. It's brought to you by T-Box Coffee. They are a roast-to-order coffee brand in the heart of Southern California. Package for the golfer who can shoot 68, 99, and every score in between. Let T-Box Coffee fuel your morning rounds. Promo code TURN15. Now, one of my picks for the Masters who finished dead last of everyone to make the cut, Tyrrell Hatton, that boy was mad. I didn't see the shot with the sound on, but I saw him lay up on 15 on Thursday because I was just checking him out as I go. (laughs) Nick, this is what he did. He laid up, dropped his club, and just gave it one of these. (laughs) (laughs) To the golf ball. He gave the FU sign. I'm I'm giving Nick, I don't even know what you call this, like, like the cross FU sign? Yeah. My forearm is resting in my the European. Elbow. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's... The Euro FU. And then I saw him smash his driver on the ground today. I saw him throwing clubs. There was no real audible quote that I got from Tyrrell Hatton. The mad golfer of the week at Augusta is John Rahm. Mm. The Spaniard we all love to call fiery. <laughs> He's always described as fiery. And oh, after Thursday, he was fiery. John Rahm said, quote, I'm not happy. Played great golf, got four mud balls. What am I going to do with that? It is what it is. It's bad luck. And that's what pisses me off. That's all I can say. And that is. You're hitting it too high. (laughs) Yeah. Penetrating ball flight. Penetrating ball flight. How many mud mud balls balls did Camp Champ get? (laughs) (laughs) None. The mud was scared when the ball hit it. So John Rahm is your mad golfer of the week. Scotty Scheffler 
is your Masters champion. Shout out to Nick because we had a false start on the record. This is mm. take two. We actually did 15 <laughs> minutes and had a stud over from the beginning. So thank you, Nick, for making it through. How's that second beer going? It's it's well, it's done. It's in the books. Like like this episode of At the Turn. I mean, it was it's kind of a good thing it happened. It was a blessing in disguise because uh, I spent a special time with you, Joe. Drink, drink, drink a couple beers and uh, talk some masters. So, all good. Are you ready to predict Scotty Scheffler to win the PGA Championship? I too will be taking the field. <laughs> I love it. Remember, all right. Let's see if I can rattle this off. Piper golf. Turn ten. Teaboxcoffee.com, Turn fifteen. Match duck. Sorry, Dane. Matchstick golf. Turn 20. We really should have gotten those to be uniform because I'm sure people have been trying to make purchases and because they're all different, it's very, very difficult to keep track of. How much do I want to save? 10% turn 10. 20% turn 20. You know, give it a go. And and sorry, Dane, also because you're never getting that ball marker back. No, no, it's going to it's gonna come with me to the uh, Oregon Mid-Amateur Qualifier on Tuesday. Club open, uh, corner Club ball marker the other day. Do you have it? Oh, yeah. Oh, how it's good so, is that? It's so good. It's so good. I love it. Scotty Scheffler, Masters Champion. Take care. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn.